Welcome to Mo Man Talk. I'm your host, Shiso Moa. On episode 32, we have a guest that knew he was going to be a news reporter. This guy really has a personality for it. And growing up, he was just a funny character and loved it too. So that really inspired him. So he went to uh, University of Northwestern St. Paul for electronic media communications and he earned his bachelor. But doing that, he also had two interns. One at KCRA Channel 3 News, NBC, and the other at WCCOTV in St. Paul. But when that all ended with his intern in college, he was shuffling around to get a job in the news report. Well, guess what? He landed in KEZI Channel News in Eugene, Oregon. But he had to go through obstacles and getting rejected left there right to get there. He was there for about two years. Then he left. And now... He went east. He's now in Virginia area now. He was at ABC 13 as a reporter and is very present where he is now at Channel 11 Alive at NBC Atlanta, Georgia. And this is where his preview is at. He's a great character to talk with. We really enjoy talking to this guy. And this gentleman's name is Chinu. But first, let's thank our sponsors. Today's sponsor is brought to you by She Sells Menwear. Are you looking for the latest trendy men's fashion? Look no further. She Sold Menswear carries handcrafted bow ties, ties, suit accessories, and everyday streetwear. They're your one-stop, mall-inspired men's shop. You can search them online at www.xixomenswear.com. Now let's get back to the show. We are super excited. Today, we have a gentleman that's from the East Coast, and you'll probably see him on the news channel. And he's covering uh, 11 Alive, and he's a Moan guy. His name is Chinu. Chinu, what's going on, man? Hey, not much, man. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here. And uh, yeah, man, thanks for having me. Yeah. How long have you been waiting for NBC? Like recently, less than, what, half a year? Yeah, so so I've been in the business uh, since 2013, but... Uh, right now, I'm working for the NBC station in Atlanta, um, and I've been here. I've only been here since December, so I've moved all over the place for this job, all over the country, and uh, yeah, it's led me here to Atlanta. And uh, I work for the NBC station, and uh, yeah, just doing my thing in Atlanta, and I love it. So, can you tell the listeners one thing we do not know about you? Oh, one thing you don't know about me. Um, yeah, I mean, I just I guess socially, like one thing that a lot of people don't know about me is uh, I do not like the outdoors. I hate the outdoors. It's like a lot of my friends growing up, they like to hunt, they like to fish. That is, that's dead to me. I hate doing that. <laughs> I don't that's like a, that. That's a no go. That's a no go. Yeah, absolutely. So, so that's a gift that, nope, you don't fish. And nope, you yeah, don't hunt. I don't do that. I know my dad likes to fish. My brother likes to fish. A lot of my friends hunt, but that's just not me. I don't like camping, none of that. <laughs> none of that at all. No hiking no. or two, obviously. No, 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 no. That's a zero. If they uh, put you on the field and make you do it, would you do it? It's still like it's a job that you probably have to yeah, do Yeah, if, if, it's, if it's for the job, I'll do it. Uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, on my own time, on my free time, I'm not going to, you're not going to catch me out there fishing or hunting or going camping or whatever. It's not my thing. Let's take you way back as a kid. Were you ever like, you ever thought about news reporting? What you do as a professional now? Like, were you ever like, oh, I love, you know, being in front of the camera? 
and just doing what you are doing as a professional. Yeah. So I, I grew up in uh, the Twin Cities. So I'm from Minnesota. I grew up in the Twin Cities. And uh, yeah, I think always as a kid, I always kind of knew that math and science was not really my strong suit. Um, so I never really envisioned myself doing anything in that career field. I always, I, growing up, I always had a big personality and, you know, we're Hmong, so we always hear our parents and our grandparents tell a lot of stories. Um, and so I've always kind of had this fascination with telling stories and hearing people tell stories and then growing up, you know, my parents always watched the news. You know, we didn't, uh, I think for a lot of my childhood, we didn't have cable. So my parents watched the news a lot. And I think the older I got, the more I started to see that being a reporter and being in news, a lot of it is, is telling stories, you know? And so I think once I kind of was able to pair the two, then it really showed me that that's what I wanted to do. And so um, when I got older and I was able to get in touch with a lot of the, um, with a couple of, of uh, uh, news anchors and reporters in the Twin Cities, and they really kind of showed me how the business works, then I was like, yeah, this is what I want to do. So, See, seemed like you're desperate. You're, you're doing great, man. I appreciate it. At what pivotal point was that? Were you, would you say that you're a high schooler or maybe younger than that? Um, I, I think I was either late middle school or, or like high school. I can't remember quite when, but it was around that time. So, um, it, it was around that time where I was like, I think I want to go into journalism. I, at that time, I didn't know if I wanted to do like newspaper uh, journalism, if I wanted to do TV. Um, and, um, but you know, like, you know, people like me and you, we don't see people that look like us on TV. So it was kind of hard for, for me to like, kind of just really make the decision to, to pursue a, a career in TV. Um, and, and honestly, I mean, I got to give, give a big shout out to, to Bao Vang. I mean, I saw her, she was, she was an anchor in uh, Wisconsin and uh, I reached out to her and uh, I mean, she was great. She, she got in touch with me and she really kind of just walked me through um, what the business was like. And she critiqued a lot of my work when I was in college. And um, that really gave me a lot of confidence uh, to pursue the business. So I did, um, you know, she's doing PR now, but she's still a big part of, of just following my journey in news. And so um, yeah, I think it was around like high school when I really decided like, this is what I want to do. Is besides Bao, you know, there's GF Bank too from Minnesota that was racing from Fresno. And so, you know, heads, you know, big woof woof, you know, for the ladies out yeah, there. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I've had people ask me before, like, you know, um, like, like who, like, you know, you're the only man, like, and you're the only Hmong man in, in mainstream news right now. Like, how, how does that feel? And, and, you know, um, and honestly, you know, Gia has been great too. I mean, I remember early on Gia was, um, she, you know, she's been in the business longer than me. And so she's always been great. Every time I've reached out to her, she's just been great as far as just giving me advice and, and teaching me, you know, like, like critiquing my work and, and teaching me how to do things better. And so, I mean, if it wasn't for, all the, the the Hmong women who really paved the way, it would have been really hard for me to get to where I'm at because they really did a lot of the, they did really did a lot of the, the, the heavy pulling, you know, in the beginning for me to kind of get to where I'm at. I don't always wake up in the morning, but when I do, dude, I hope she's not listening, but dude, she's a woman crush Wednesday, man. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, just cool people, man. Yeah. Because uh, you went to school for Northwestern College. Yeah. Uh, soon afterward, you were interning for up here too, correct? Yeah, I interned at uh, WCCO, so Channel 4, and I also interned at um, Channel 5. Um, so I, I was in both of those newsrooms. Um, Channel 5 was the last one that I was at before I graduated and moved to Oregon, my first job. And Oregon, because you were applying everywhere. and Yeah. It, 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 you must have tried, I don't know how many times, just like asking a girl on a date, just getting rejected left man, and right. Look, look, the man, struggle is real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it was it was a lot, man. I I remember sending my resume and sending my tapes because we have to send um, a link to our work and send tapes. Man, I was like, if you were if you would have seen my parents' house at the time, I had all of my um, all of my stuff like in stacks on the table, like sending it out. I mean, I sent my stuff everywhere. Um, you know, some, some places I didn't hear back from, some places I heard I got rejections, um, and then some places made offers. But um, yeah, ultimately, I moved my first job. I moved to Eugene, Oregon, um, and I worked for the ABC station there for a, about two and a half years. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, the job kind of just took me all over. And, and I guess I landed in Oregon. And yeah, like you said, I applied everywhere got rejections, didn't hear back, and, uh, you know, I heard back from a couple, but, um, yeah, kind of just took the best opportunity for me. You definitely have the personnel to be picked up, and I'm glad you landed that job in Oregon, but now, <laughs> again, yeah, yeah. You, they, uh, how'd they find you at 11 Live and NBC in Atlanta? Um, so, so after I left um, Oregon, I went to uh, the Virginia Beach area. And um, I was there for four years. Um, but the station, the company that owns my station now also owned my station in um, Virginia Beach. So um, for me, it was it was just kind of a um, it, it was just, it was just a move that made sense. Um, just moving within the company to, to this station in in a larger area and a larger news market. Um, so, yeah, I made the move. Um, you know, I. I, I wasn't when when my time was coming up in in Virginia Beach. I wasn't really sure where I wanted to go, you know. So, but then I ended up. I've never I've never been to Atlanta before until I moved here, and and you know I, I like it. So I kind of like I kind of like the challenge of learning a new place and 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 you know meeting new people. And so yeah, here I am. Cool. You are in Atlanta now, and in, in Virginia area. Is there a lot more Hmong people up there? Because you see from Minnesota, there's a lot of Hmong people up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm from the east side, St. Paul. So, yeah, there's a lot of Hmong people there. Um, yeah. Uh, so, so in, in Virginia, when I was there, there's not a lot of Hmong people at all. The only Hmong people I met in Virginia were, were people because um, the, the, the Navy base is in Norfolk, which is right next to Virginia Beach. And so I met a lot of Hmong people who were in the military. Um, they they would reach out if they ever saw me and you know i would meet up with them um so there were more people in the military my my cousin actually is it lives in that area he's in the air force so he lives in that area um but yeah i mean again just very very military heavy um and then in atlanta um there aren't a lot of home people in, in in like the the city but um like right outside the city in some of like the outlying cities there are home people so 
So it was, it was kind of nice um, to know that there's a Hmong community here, at least in our viewing area to where if, if I wanted to, you know, meet up with them, I, I can. If I want to be active with them, I can. So Awesome. Can you tell me one of all your news report you, you've done? Can you tell me one that is by far your favorite? And you were like the reporter, like, I can't believe I've got this. You know, my, my boss let me do this one. Oh, man. Uh, they're, they're so, they're so, I mean, it, yeah, there are so many. I'm trying to think. Like some of them are, some of them are like sad. Some of them are good. Some of them are happy. Um, I'm trying to think something breaking um, news something that yeah i mean i there was a um you know I've, I've covered a lot of hurricanes um from living in virginia i mean hurricanes were you know being from the midwest we didn't have to deal with that and so when i moved to virginia i was like always on the front lines of covering these hurricanes you know like you see like on youtube and stuff a reporter standing in the rain and the wind is you know, boy, like, no, was, don't, even, like, don't even get me started. I saw you. Like, <laughs> I know, you know, when you say that, that reminds me of this, this new, uh, this quick, uh, re uh reporter. It was just hurricane finder and there's a stop sign goes, and smacked it right, right in the face. Yeah. That reminds yeah, like, you of you like, oh, like, that. Like, that. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, what's funny is that like, I see that as I, I see things like that and I, and it it really it, it it freaks me out. So whenever I'm out in like when I was out in the hurricanes covering this stuff, I always would like be paranoid, and I would look around to make sure that there weren't things that could fly and hit me, or I'd made sure that I, I just put myself in a position not to get hurt. Um, you know, I always tell I always tell like younger reporters um, and and colleagues of mine, I always tell them that no story is worth your life, and so I. I always make sure that like, even though I have to stand out there and do that in, in those conditions, I try to be very careful with like, yeah, so that things like that don't happen where something flies out of the, out of the air and it hits me in the head. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, that, that was a really good experience for me all those years covering hurricanes. I mean, I, I've done a lot of severe weather coverage. Um, on the West Coast, it was a lot of wildfires. Um, and then on the East Coast, it was a lot of hurricanes. Um, and then I've, I mean, I've covered like, other big breaking news too. I've covered um, mass shootings. Um, you know, right now I'm covering a lot of the coronavirus stuff. Um, yeah, so I'm kind of all over the place. With, uh, I hope you don't get hit by stops on a hurricane. Oh, I like hope that. not either. <laughs> but it's funny, but that's probably going to be like the most highest viewer or something too. It's funny how news, <laughs> news work. Right. Uh, yeah, well, late, lately with coronavirus and politics, uh, you cover a lot of that, too, and you like politics, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I've covered a lot of politics um, on uh, different levels. I mean, I did, I did a lot of it in Virginia. Um, I, I covered a lot of local politics in Virginia. I think that was, like, the main thing that I really um, had my hand on. But then I also uh, covered a lot of state politics, too, so... When I was in Virginia, I interviewed a lot of like state senators. I interviewed the governor a lot, um, and um, yeah, it was just kind of cool. I interviewed a lot of military officials because of the Navy base. A lot of like, the high-ranking military officials um, like came through the area, so I would interview them. So yeah, I've done a lot of like political reporting as well. I haven't, I haven't interviewed. Um, like the president or vice president, but um, yeah, I've interviewed a lot of like state level 
local officials. Let me kind of chime in and help you out here. Is there a specific field you would love to cover? I hope your boss is listening to this one. <laughs> yeah, I think, I, I think, I think, uh, you know, I think I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind doing, uh, politics i think that's always okay. something that I, I really early on in my career i did not like it I, I i did not like it at all um but along the way i've had bosses who really challenged me to to um kind of embrace it and learn it and so over the years i've gotten more and more into covering uh, uh politics but um yeah i mean i i think i've always i i think you know i have an interest in politics I have an interest in covering news that I, I like covering news that impacts people um, and, and, and can get results, you know, for the better. So, um, yeah, we'll kind of just see where, where the reporting path takes me and, you know, how, how it goes. I hope he's listening to this one. <laughs> well, what's a weird, maybe odd and funny story that you have covered? Oh, man. Mm. I recall seeing like snakes on your shoulder and like yeah, dog, dogs yeah. and pets. Yeah, I've done I've done um a lot of uh especially when I first started out in like the smaller market. Um you know there are days where it's slow. So yeah, I I've done some like weird stories. There was one time I I was doing a story in Oregon where um these it was it was a part of like a worldwide effort but um uh, a, a a part of that was like some of the people lived in the eugene area and they were trying to break the record for the most people skinny dipping at one time so i had to go to this nudist i went to this nudist place and they were all jumping in this pool and it was really hard to edit because obviously we can't show nudity on tv That's so it was really, really hard for, for me to like shoot and edit because you have to just be very careful with not to show any nudity. And that was probably the most bizarre story, even to this day that I've had to cover. It was just, was just being around like a nudist colony and having to shoot it in a way that's like arable for TV. So that was probably the most challenging and, and bizarre story. If that's weirder, now this is the real question I'm going to ask you. How in the heck do you even hold a straight face and not laugh your butt off, man? <laughs> yeah, man. At, at that point, I was just like, go in there, get your job done, and just get out. So that's what I did. I went in there, did my, did my, did my work. Even the people were really nice. They were very accommodating. Um, um, and so I went in there and, and, and interviewed who I needed to interview. It took me a little bit to shoot video because I was trying to, like, figure out how to shoot it without – um capturing like nudity in there um so but other than that yeah i went in there they were they were great they helped me out and uh, i did it and i laughed and then, and then i left so i still don't get how some there's days where you can hold a straight face without laughing because i just <laughs> i would just be laughing and the camera guy's just like dude you can't be recording this you can't <laughs> hold on straight face man yeah um, you just get used to it <laughs> Being, you know, a Hmong man and being a news reporter, does that affect the Hmong community at all? Um, Overall? Does like, it affect like, you? 
Yeah, does it affect you as it, at all, or does it affect the community? Does it matter? Do you think it doesn't even matter to them, the Hmong community? Um, I mean, you know, if, if it matters to you, then, then, then great. If not, then, you know, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm out here, you know, just really trying to do my best. And, you know, if, I mean, if you know me at all, you know that I'm, I'm very proud to be Hmong and I'm very proud to, to be in an industry where there's not a lot of us and I'm, and I'm proud to, to represent us. And I think a big part of like, one of the, one of the things that I'm very passionate about is, um, is, is always making myself available to, um, to, 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 to the younger Hmong generation and kids who are coming up to just show them that there's, there's, that there's a career in, in this industry. Um, and so, you know, I, I would love to see more Hmong kids growing up get into the business. And especially because like in, especially in, in Minnesota and in Wisconsin and in California, like, like we need to be represented. And so, um, I, I, hopefully, you know, I mean, even if just one kid one day is like, you know, I saw you and, and it made me want to do what, you know, it made me want to get into the news business. That's great. Um, and so I, I mean, hopefully that that can be kind of the impact that I leave. It's just that, you know, we need, we need Hmong journalists, you know, in, in the mainstream media, because I mean, we're not going anywhere, you know, we're, we're here to stay. So I would like to see more representation. Um, and, and I hope, yeah, I mean, you know, like, I mean, you know, there's growing up, you know, our parents are very like, you know, you gotta be a doctor or be a lawyer or, you know, do something in those industries. Right. And so I, you know, I hope that like, like kids growing up now can see that like, you know, they can be like the Giovangs and me and, um, you know, of, of, of the industry, you know, um, I mean, we're going to have to pass it off eventually. So hopefully you see this and, and, and you, you know, are inspired by it um, and, and think about pursuing the business because we do need the representation. It's not just a business. Um, that's, it's, it's, you know, like there is representation for both Hmong men and women in the business. So hopefully they see it and, you know, they want to do it. What's with you, what you just said, could you elaborate and what is your advice to that young kid or that, that young Chinu? I mean, I, yeah, I, I just, it's, it's, I just want kids to never, when it comes to, when it comes to their uh, uh, career paths and their, their professional aspirations to just, I mean, never really take no for an answer. I think along the way I've run into a lot of roadblocks, um, but you just can't take no for an answer. There's always a way to work around roadblocks to get to where you want to go. Um, if you're doing things ethically, if you're doing things uh, legally, if everything's right and roadblocks pop up, you know, you got, you got to just reroute and, um, and uh, you know, find a way. Um, it was, I mean, you know, this, I mean, getting to where I'm at hasn't been easy. You know, I think I've, I've faced a lot of rejection, but, you know, you always find a way because there's always going to be someone out there that's going to give you an opportunity. It's just a matter of if now you're willing to, 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 to like find your way there. Whoa. Thanks for the wise words. I hope someone young 
is listening and hopefully inspired to become a news reporter yeah. one day. And if you did, Chinu, you'd made an impact. <laughs> Thank you. I, I appreciate that, man. I hope, I hope so. Besides uh, being a news reporter, you must be sitting on the TV and watching the Timberwolves. I heard you're a Timberwolves fan. Hey, man. I'm a huge Wolves fan. Um, I've been my whole life. I still am. I'm a big Wolves fan. I'm a big Vikings fan. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I, I always keep up with them. Um, you know, even now, like, like living in Atlanta, you know, like, I live, I live downtown, so I'm pretty close to where the Hawks play and uh, where the Falcons play. But, you know, I'm still a Wolves fan. Um, yeah, so. Is there, a Timberwolf, is there a Timberwolf jersey that you wear? Oh, so, you know, I, I – uh, I used to have a I used to have a KG jersey uh, when I was a kid. Um, I have a Rubio jersey now. Uh, you know he doesn't he doesn't play for the Wolves anymore. But um, I, I I might get a I might get a D'Lo jersey um, uh, soon here. We'll see. Awesome! It seems like there's gonna be more to the collection of jerseys. Yeah, but... absolutely, man. What's your prediction on the minimum? It, you know, it sucks because now you can't report any news because you know NBA is all like. It's the, yeah, it's yeah. I mean, hopefully, you know, I, I was very excited when they were able to get uh, D'Angelo Russell. Um, I think that'll be uh, good for us as as far as being able to, I think, keep Cat happy, and you know, Cat's kind of the cornerstone of our of our franchise. So, I mean, I think from here we'll just kind of see what pieces we can pick up in the dra- in the draft and move forward i mean looks like we're gonna have to rebuild a little bit so um yeah we'll see man it's been it's been it's been a very frustrating ride as a as a wolves fan well good luck to them as well when's the you know we're getting close to ending wrapping this quick uh episode here uh anyway you're coming back to mount village again to get some food because essentially from minnesota (laughs) (laughs) hopefully soon man i think that's like one thing i miss most about living in the Twin Cities is just like having access to home food. Um, I haven't gone uh, very far like north where all the home people uh, in the Atlanta area live. Um, so I haven't like seen if there are like home restaurants and, and stuff up there, but um, yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to come back soon and, and, and get some, uh, some home food at home village, man, um, or just at my mom's house, but my parents' house, but um, yeah, man, I miss home food for sure. <laughs> We're going to wrap this up with this one last question. Uh, your parents now, were they approve of you this? Or they, again, they wanted you to be a doctor and lawyer. If not, did you know, you're not a doctor and lawyer. You don't come back home. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this, dude, man. It, you know, I think growing up, I think, of course, my parents. So I have four siblings. There's five of us. And um, I think my parents always had those you know, of course, those aspirations. Um, but I think they figured out pretty early on that that's not the path I wanted to take. And um, I think more than anything, I think they just wanted to see that I was serious about something. So I think once they saw that what I was doing, I was serious about and I was good at it and I was going to be able to make a living doing it, then they were okay with it. Um, um, I think they've always been... I think that's always been their concern is that like for any of me and my siblings, like are, are, are we doing some, are we serious about something and are we going to be able to basically, you know, as, as 
you know, as parents, like, are, are we going to be able to make a living doing what we're doing? So, um, yeah, I mean, m- my siblings and I, we, we didn't really go, d- well, especially me, didn't really go down that path. But um, my other siblings, they, they, they're definitely more in like the science field, whereas I'm just, I completely went left. So, um, yeah, so because like my older sister, she lives in the Houston area. And she is a blood specialist. She works at a hospital. Uh, so she manages a, a blood lab at a hospital. And then my younger brother moved to Raleigh and he is an athletic trainer. So he wants to, you know, of course, you know, move up in his career as an athletic uh, trainer. Um, he's just finishing up his master's and we'll kind of see where he goes from there. Um, and then my, I, I, have a, I have two younger sisters. One is trying to, getting in med school right now and then my youngest sister is still a she's still at the U so we'll see where, where she heads but yeah I'm kind of the one that went left whether you went left or right it seemed like your whole sibling quit forward and that's all that really matters I'm I know your mom and dad should be proud whether you're a news anchor reporter or your sister a blood a blood uh, tester and your other sister who had just started school going to college as long as you guys are yeah. going forward and going somewhere i think your mom and dad would be very very proud of all the guys yeah man i mean i mean yeah that's i think that's that's just a you know what, what we're trying to do is just like you know do the best we can for for ourselves and i mean hopefully you know uh people you know who know us you know just know that we're just you know you, you try to make your parents proud and 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 achieve things that eventually along the way, you know, you can really start to help out your parents as well. So I think that's always been our biggest uh, focus is just getting ourselves on the right path. And hopefully, you know, we can help our parents out because, you know, you know, growing up like in the Twin Cities, you know, we grew up in a generation where all of our parents were, were immigrants and refugees and you know, they didn't have much. So if, if we can get ourselves on the right path and, and, and do what's right, you know, hopefully we can at the very least, we can relieve them of any worries, you know, so they can live like more stress-free and not have to worry about us so much. Um, I know ideally my parents would want us to live in the Twin Cities, but, you know, I think eventually I think it'll happen. But I think for now we kind of just have to keep working our way up till we get there. So you said that your parents uh, grew up watching news and I got some good news for you. Guess what? your their son is on the news channel now yeah 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 i mean that was a big reason why you know that was a big reason why i think i you know got into it because my parents always watched it and um um i think a big part of it too was just like my parents used to always like talk about like oh my gosh like look at that reporter look at that anchor they look you know basically like my parents have always been like wow they look so you know, like that was always kind of like their vision of what like success looked like, you know, someone who's wearing a suit who was like on TV and who can, you know, deliver important information. And when you speak, you know, people listen. And so like, I think as a kid, that was always in my mind, like that is to me, that's kind of what success looks like. And so, yeah, man, I remember like the first time, like my parents watched my stories, man, I was like, all right, like we're here, you know, and uh, it was a good feeling. And, and, and hopefully, you know, lots of other young kids growing up, you know, uh, know that 
they can do it too. You know, it's, it's a viable option. So cool. We are very, very appreciative of your time. Chinu. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks and for having me. Going to wrap things up. And again, it is a beautiful day here and probably in uh, Atlanta, Virginia area where you're at too. So yeah. Thank yeah. you so much for hopping on and having a chat and expressing for our listeners. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. That ends our episode. If you haven't yet, visit our official website at www.mongmentot.com or like like and share us on Facebook at Mongmentot. Who also believes in building family values. She believes not only in investing in your future, but also investing in your present moment, creating time and memories with your family. If you have any insurance needs or any questions, please don't hesitate to call her at the link below. Also, a special thanks to DJ Peter for using his beats. You can check him out at YouTube.